0: fired up oh yeah performance form- enhancing, enhancing audio audio this is the state of combat podcast with brian campbell oh yeah you hear that song It can only mean one thing the soc back in your ear hole back with a bang how about twice this week we dip inside the box right step three Open the box. We're back in it. You heard our boxing return, Rafe Boogs, in BC early in the week. Now it's a little bit of bonus time. Little interview special ahead of what should be a very good ESPN Plus card on Saturday. It's going to take place in Las Vegas, and it's for those two junior welterweight titles when the pride of Fresno, Jose Ramirez, goes in there against Victor Postnell. A sneaky, great fight. I know we're all on the road right now. To all things Ramirez Taylor, Josh Taylor, the tartan tornado, if you will. But uh, we ain't getting there with all four belts unless Ramirez gets through postal first. So uh, you're like, you know, BC, you, you guys are unpredictable. We want the box. We're sick of the MMA skinheads. You're never there, you know. You're never there when we when we call. You're never on time. What the heck's going on? You know what I got to say to you guys? So obviously he's going to do whatever he
1: yeah. wants. Yeah, right. All right, fight.
0: enough. <laughs> enough, enough already. Okay, all right. Go make me a sandwich. Enough. Uh, I'm giving you the bonus this week. I love you. Shout out the to top rank. The great folks there. Evan Corn, right? That small man from Las Vegas. Ed Keenan helping us out on the uh, hooking up the interviews. Great card this Saturday. We got big time guests. On this program, who do we got? Here it is. Here it is. Unbeaten, Jose Ramirez. His opponent, Victor Postal. The trainers, Freddie Roach, formerly in Ramirez's corner, now behind Postal. And we got the great Robert Garcia as well, who's taken over with Ramirez. A fun little chat, not just about this fight, but about other T- headlines in the news and the boxing game going on. You're going to want to stay with it and check that out. And I know what a lot of you guys are saying. There's some uncertainty. This box spot is not a a, a knocking or a rocking lately like you would like. Um, there have been some things going on, right? We hit some dips where there just wasn't, wasn't a lot of box to open up and uh mma whether you like it or not red hot ufc and all that but uh rafer and i were a little bit cryptic earlier this week and i think it misled some people so while i put it out why don't we put all things out on the table some things out on the table okay thank you jeff hahn um so as you know i do a great show uh it's a fun show. It's a fantastic show every Monday on YouTube, brought to you by Showtime. It's called Morning Combat. Myself, the great Luke Thomas, uh, breaking down all things MMA, boxing, ridiculousness, all that great stuff. It is expanding. It is growing. Luke Thomas has joined the CB, Viacom CBS family. Will be a part of what we're doing at CBS Sports. CBS Sports HQ, Showtime Boxing. Obviously, he's, he, he knows the box, but he, he's, a, he's an MMA lover. He's, he's built himself an incredible following on YouTube there. Uh, him and I are going to be doing an expansive assault on your senses under the CBS and Showtime flags with Morning Combat. Uh, basically every day. Basically five days a week. We might start small. We might hit you with three live episodes a week. But with that and the extended bonus content, you're pretty much, if you subscribe on YouTube to Morning Combat, you're going to get overwhelmed with interviews, with fun shows, with wild shows, previews, reviews. We got experts. We got all that. So I know a lot of you are saying, what about the SOC? Well, the SOC is going away, but that doesn't, mean that me, my partner, the things that you've come to love from us are going away. And that's the good news today. All right? I bring good news. I mean, a lot of people say, who's
2: that guy you do the box pod with? Oh, who's this, who's this person you're, you're interviewing?
3: I'm sorry?
0: Rafe. <laughs> I'm Rafe. Oh, I- Yeah, thank you. He's Rafe. He inspires me. All right? All right? Where are we? Where are we right now? <laughs> Where am I even on the soundboard? Okay. All right. Here we go us that really
3: inspired me because
0: uh we're not going away all right so here's what you're going to get all right you're going to get all kinds of morning combat but underneath that flag that banner you're going to get a lot of different kind of spin-offs a lot of creative ideas all the stuff if you're an MMA fan that you loved on Luke Thomas's YouTube channel is coming under the morning combat banner live chats with the fans uh dissected breakdowns ahead of big fights and What BC and Rafe bugs do that weird left field behind the fence style. I see what you're doing by the hot dog stand. So to speak, we're not going anywhere. Okay. But will it be every week? I don't know. Probably not every other week. I don't know. It depends. It depends how we get in a flow, but we're going to bring, going to bring hitting the audio. We're going to hit it. Video. You can catch us on YouTube. It's going to be a part of the morning combat universe. I don't know what's going to be called, but Rafe ain't going nowhere. I ain't cutting the cord on that fellow, all right? So if you're if you're left over of the hardcores, right, not the regular fans. I'm talking about the hardcores, the hard men. Uh, don't go anywhere. Stay subscribed, all right? We got we to gotta do some things internally at Showtime, CBS, Viacom, CBS to make this all work. But the contracts have been signed. Everyone's good. Everyone's happy. We're going to give you the content. We're going to give you the hardcore show. That Rafe and I do, okay? It's not for everyone, all right? You know, it's, it's, just a, it's, it's, it's a little bit weird, right? It's a little bit out there. There's, you know, uh, but uh, it's good, you know? Do I love doing it? Yes, I do. Indeed, and I don't want to stop, okay? And I know you don't want me to stop. And thank you, you DM sliders, the same people who complain and attack us when we don't do it. So don't leave. Don't leave me. Don't leave me. You know what I mean. Don't, don't, don't take off. Right. I mean, they, they were, you know.
3: Attention-seeking as females. But I
0: love them though. So thank you for doing that. Uh, we're not going anywhere, okay? Because the, I'm great. This show is great. Judge me. Watch me. Applaud me. I'm great. Thank you, and you're great for staying with us all this time, Rafe and I. You know, this is a this is a relationship, right? This is like Jeffrey and Joe, Monty. And and Freddie of uh, uh, Danny It's Danny's night, Danny and the Rock for a little bit right now. It's, you know, Danny and Angel. Uh, this is one of the great relations in boxing history. OK, started at the bottom, still at the bottom, but we're here. Uh, we did the Grantland thing, the ropes. All right. We did the Snapchat thing, the ropes cast. We did the in this corner thing. We did the state of combat thing. We may have Ron to run and do the morning morning combat thing too. Okay, just stay with us. Love us. Enjoy it. Okay. I mean, it's not you know.
4: Not quite eight thousand, though, was it tonight? I
0: mean, you never know. Yeah, I don't care how many people download it. Not quite eighty k. Whatever. Whatever. All right. It's Part of the deal. Part of the universe. Part of this family. Stay with us. Support Luke Thomas. Support me. Morning combat. It's the future. It's the way. Keep your SOC t-shirts and beer koozies. Uh. Keep them, okay? All right? But support what we're doing there. Thank you very much. All right? Because, you know, at the end of the day.
3: I love you. I make you a
0: Okay, you make me flip cheeseburgers. That's enough. It's enough weird jokes, enough sound drops. Um, Yeah, all right? Okay, it's been a slow go to get you the update. I get that.
5: What the, you're, you're slow. You're slow. You're easy. I'm going, yeah, slow, bro. You're slow. S-L-A-O. S-L-A-O,
0: indeed. Okay, but we're going to do it. So here's what we're also going to do: um, you're going to sit here and listen to some great interviews. All right, this is the order of operation. We're going to go a bang, bang. It's going to be Jose Ramirez, Victor Postal, Coach Roach. Coach Robert Garcia coming at you, all right? And, um, you know, beyond that, keep following what we're doing here because uh, CBS is all in on the combat game. So whether you just like to open the box, whether you get down on the other side, whether you like both, whether you like BKFC, we got you covered, all right? So say hello to your good friends. I love your dad. Say hello to everybody in your family from B.C.
1: We need you to do this, if not for yourself, then for your abuela. Do it for your granddaddy. Do it for your big mama. Do it for your pop. pop.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, we're going. We're going places. We're going to cover this combat game. All right? All right? And not everybody loves MMA. I get that.
4: It's a great, great sport. I love that mixed martial arts. I don't. I think it's trash.
0: Thanks, Bob. Thanks. Okay. Enough of that. Enough of the ridiculousness. Uh, quick pause for the cause on the other side. It's, it's top rank fever. Can you catch it? It's Ramirez. It's Postal. It's everyone else. Enjoy. The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. All right. I want to talk to the pride of Fresno, California. Bring me Jose Ramirez right now, my man. (laughs) Big time fight. How you feeling?
2: I'm feeling great. You know, I'm feeling very motivated. Uh, Weight's good. Uh, So I'm ready to go, man. I'm ready to rumble. It's been a long training camp.
0: Uh, long training camp, indeed. The quarantine is enough to mess with a man, right? Now you had this fight scheduled th- three separate times. I know you didn't have to fly all the way to China, but how do you describe what that does to a fighter when it's you're almost peaking and then you're stopping and then you're starting again?
2: For well, the first fight, I was at my peak. Man, I was—they was, got literally canceled a week before, a week and a half before the fight, so I was already, you know, I was already at my peak. I was ready to take off to China. Uh, but you know we we the first five was scheduled february first which means I, I trained through the holidays me being a father a family man those are important holidays you know holidays for me and my family those are important times for me to get to enjoy my family but it you no know, i know we have to sacrifice because i know there's going to be a reward where i'm able to give privileges and be able to support my family through my sacrifices but when the time comes and you did all the sacrifices and there's no reward obviously mentally it, you know brings some frustration but we gotta, you know, but, you know, everything happens for a reason. I, I'm a, I'm a big believer on that, and, uh, you know, we brought the fight back to May ninth in California, which got, canceled the game for the second time. Um, after that, there was no direction, and that's the first time I was, I've been as a professional with no direction to where should I be, should I be in the gym training for a fight, or should I just relax and, and let my body recover and wait until I get a date. But in my mind, I'm so self-motivated. I'm so self-disciplined. I can't allow myself to just sit back. I got to find behind my, you know, running behind my mind. So I got, so I tell myself, you know, you can't put your guard down. You got to go back to, to Riverside and continue training with Robert Garcia, you know, and waiting for his uh, fight to happen. So as soon as we got August 29th, I was excited. I stayed at the gym for the last eight weeks. Uh, it was a total of nine weeks, but I was, I was training throughout the month of May, throughout the month of April for a couple of weeks, uh, throughout the month. So it's been, you know, I feel like I've been in the gym the whole year, man, so I'm ready to go.
0: Absolutely. This is great. I wanted to sidetrack a bit from this fight and just say, look, I've been in the crowd in Fresno when you when you have a big-time event, and it, it, it feels like it shuts down the city. You know, we've seen Terrence Crawford get that in Omaha. We don't see that a lot. You've got a connection with your people, and despite being a, a pro fighter, you seem to be really focused on giving back at a very young age and feel that responsibility. Where does that come from? Because I feel like every fight part of your proceeds or something seem to be going to bring attention to those in need.
2: Yeah, man, I'm always, you know, I've been a blessed guy. I've been a guy who, who grew up with with a loving family, you know, and that made me rich. You know, I wasn't financially rich, but I had a family who loved me and respect and respected me and supported me in my career. And, uh, you know, and to this point, man, my, my family is very supportive and now I have my own family. I have my own son that I, that I love and my fiance and, other blessings that are to come and uh that i'll be you know telling the public pretty soon about you know things that are going in my personal life that i'm excited to share um but now that thanks to boxing you know it's opened up the doors for me to be able to give back to be able to share some of that glory to with, with the people that i that i respect and most of those people are in central part of california you know it's hard-working people immigrants who come in. And work and they don't complain they contribute to the community they're good people they're they're my neighbors you know they're, they they remind me of, of us you know they're like a mirror me watching them is like me watching my family in the you know in the mirror so you know i if i have a chance to to be able to share some of my glory with them man, i'm always going to do it
0: i really because respect I that yeah no,
2: because I don't, I don't need too much i'm Absolutely. a very blessed man
0: All right, we got a big fight here with Postal. And as much as everybody wants you to fight Josh Taylor, they want all four belts on the line. I want that. Give me that. This fight ain't no gimme against Postal. As tough and out as you can find in this division, what are the potential pitfalls, troubles he could give you?
2: You know, he's a very awkward fighter. You know, he's crafty. You know, he clinches a lot when somebody puts pressure and it makes it seem like, like it's not him clinching. So he's very, he's very, he's very uh, tricky when it comes to fighting, fighting in the inside, and he's very, very long. So he obviously he's a very complicated fighter, and he's a very experienced fighter. He only lost, he only lost to Josh Taylor by decision and Terence Crawford by decision. So other, other than that, you know, he's never been in a very close fight. He's always been in control uh, of his fight. So this is a mandatory. You know, if if it was up to me, I'd go straight to Josh Taylor, but you know, there's nothing I could do. The WBC. Um, uh, said I had to fight post next. Well, I was, well, I was just strip my title away. So I got to do what I got to do. Uh, but hopefully I will show Victor post something he hasn't seen before in his career. I want to, I want to, you know, show him and overwhelm, overwhelm him by, by strong pressure, by, by strong punch, by, by my speed, by my technique, by my skills. And, and in every single way, overwhelm post and, and take control early, early on. And, and hopefully, uh, get the victory.
0: Do you think he can be overwhelmed with pressure?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think I seen him when Terence Crawford put pressure. He was, you know, he was, he was having trouble fighting going backwards.
0: All right, let me ask you this because a lot of people, journalists like me, we always try to put a soap opera, put a narrative together. You're going back against the old trainer Freddie Roach again. His guy Jose Zepeda gave you a very good fight could have gone either way is there any advantages the second time around to have the old coach across from you
2: yeah this is a third fight you know he was also in antonio ross's corner
0: oh okay okay
2: so yeah, he was he was also in antonio ross's corner and i seen it i seen another good friend of mine marvin samudio who's also here in, in poso's corner you know it's it's part of the game and right? you know I, I i respect every single fighter that steps in the ring i respect every single coach who dedicates their lives to uh, improve a fighter and show, you know, show them, and I owe, I owe them a lot, too, because thanks to them, I'm, it's what made me who I am now, you know, and Robert said just added more things to it, so I'm focused on what I got, you know, what I'm going to bring to the table, you know, obviously Freddy's job is to motivate his father and, you know, let him know that he has a big chance, obviously, and encourage him, but I know once, you know, he's in the ring with me, it's only me and Posto, Freddie's not going to be in there.
0: Absolutely. I can respect that as well. Uh, look, you're one of the hottest rising stars in this game. A guy who, you know, you won over the, the hardcore fans. You're, you're starting to attract the casual fans as well. The money division, though, is 47. It's going to be hard for me to ask you this question when Postal's a tough out and then Josh Taylor for all the belts, if you get there, would be incredible. But Terrence Crawford can't find anybody to fight. Is that part of your goal to keep climbing up and eventually get in the ring with a guy who could be the pound-for-pound pound king And Bud?
2: Most definitely. I think, you know, I think if, if everything goes well, the idea, my ideal plan is obviously go through Postol, go through Josh Taylor and move up to 147, straight to 147. That and is. If, 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 fight for an interim title or fight for a title eliminator against a 147 pounder or just go straight to Terrence Carford, depending on how I feel. All
0: right. Give me two words to describe this fight. Final question. What are we going to see Saturday night? You're going
2: know, to see. <laughs> that's, that's a good question, man. It's a. Uh, a very explosive fight. A very explosive and, 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 and technical fight.
0: I'll take it. Best of luck. Thanks so much,
2: buddy. Thank you.
0: Hey, Iceman. My man. Always fired up to talk to Postal. But, brother, you waited like a year for this fight. I feel like you've been in training camp for forever. Have you had a cheeseburger at all? I mean, you feel like you've been in peak shape now for 12 months. How are you doing?
5: Полгода, шесть месяцев я был на диете. Но полгода до этого, да, я расслаблялся, ел чизбургеры, ел шашлык, ел сало украинское наше. Поэтому мне не привыкать.
4: Да, шесть месяцев после борьбы я был на диете straight, но шесть месяцев после этого я был на диете. Uh very very tasty food. So I mean I'm doing good. And it's actually been more than a year. It's been since uh April I guess.
0: Is there My any lo- advantage, Victor, in having to wait this long? Has it made you extra angry? Are you going to bed thinking about Jose Ramirez? What's the you know, how do you how do you do this when you've had to wait so many times for this fight to to finally happen?
5: Uh <laughs> Eh, да ничего, просто я знаю, что бой состоится. Я официальный претендент. Я готовлюсь, тренируюсь и жду просто боя. Понятно этот коронавирус, ждем, ждем, но слава богу, этот бой уже состоится.
4: Well, I just know that the fight is going to happen and uh I know it and I'm just waiting for it. But there is nothing special you can do. You just wait and keep yourself uh, disciplined to be ready.
0: All right, Victor. Freddie said the game plan is box, box, box. But we know Jose Ramirez, all action coming at you. Are you ready to dig in and have to fight early on if you have to?
5: Yes. Да, я готов. Я я сам хочу выиграть на кого там. Но в первую очередь я буду ставить цель грамотно адвоктировать, а там если будет возможность выиграть на там, я выиграю. И я готов, если он побежит, будет идти вперед, и у меня не будет ничего не получаться, допустим. Я готов принять, стать подраться, потому что это последний бой, мой последний шанс, можно сказать.
4: Yes, of course. I I am ready to stand, to hold the ground, fight him if I have to, and uh, I'm prepared well to box him. But if he will running a lot to me and I, you know, and for some reason i cannot box i'll hold my ground I'll, I'll fight because i understand this is the last chance you know to to get those belts and uh, i'm ready for everything
0: you did just say the words last chance you're 36 years old does that change your preparation at all or your hunger knowing that if you win this you got big fights ahead of you if you lose it it's going to be harder to get back there
5: yeah, in that sense, that... Я выложусь, постараюсь выложиться полностью, потому что э, все-таки шанс, два пояса, и э, если нужно идти в банк, я пойду в банк. В первую очередь я буду грамотно боксировать.
4: Well, first of all, I'll, I'll fight smart. I'll, I'll I'll box him. But again, uh, it's not because I'm 36. Uh, it's just uh, the situation in the ring. If if I have to, I'll be fighting. I'll go all in, but we'll see in the, in the ring how it goes.
0: All right. Speaking of going all in, my friend and your friend, Ivan Redkach, he goes all in on his hair with some crazy ass colors. It gets him fired up under that Iceman hat. Are we going to see you with the bright orange or bright pink on
5: Saturday night? <laughs> Выхожу в ринг, я прославляю Украину. У меня будет новая музыка, у меня будет новая форма в стиле Украины. Вот и все. No, I won't paint
4: my hairs. Uh, I am, I'm proud of what I can do in the ring and what I can do for Ukraine. Uh, and I'll have some new music when I'm going to be walking out. Some new uh, trunk and uh, jacket. So you'll see. It'll
5: be nice.
0: Uh, what is the story behind the Ice Man nickname? Where does it come from?
5: С С Америки, США, когда я боксировал с Ильчаком Айдином, когда я его выиграл, вот с того мне дали фаны прозвища. Почему? Потому что когда я пропустил удар, я все трезво, я не растерялся, трезвый ум, холодная холодная голова, и вот за этого дали ему такое
4: прозвище. The nickname Iceman came from US, actually, after the fight with Aydin, when i uh, got a punch from uh, idin it was a hard punch but i didn't change my 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 face was the same you know my emotions been the same i had a cold mind i had a plan to win the fight and i guess that's uh, the reason they give me the nickname iceman all right so last no qu- emotions no nothing
2: last
0: question here victor we learn from defeats in life you've had two high profile defeats Crawford. Taylor, what did you learn from those that can help you win on Saturday?
5: Ну да, да, я, ну я знаю то, что я проиграл только лучшим боксерам, абсолютному чемпиону и Тейлору, победителю суперсерии. Это большой опыт я взял, как боксировать, немножко подучился. Ну все равно я уже в годах, у меня уже и так большой опыт. Я рад, что я какой-то опыт уже получил от этих боксеров.
4: Well, it's a it's a big experience. Uh, they one of the best fighters, I think, right now. And that's uh, it's hard to tell what exactly. It's just an experience, you know. And beside that, I have tons of experience before them. So I'm happy that I uh, I have it in my pocket and I can show something something because of it.
0: Thank you, sir, for the time. Best of luck, Victor. Thank you, Vadim. Go get him, buddy.
3: Okay. Thank, Thank you. you.
0: Coach Roach, can you hear me, sir?
3: Yeah, I can hear you well.
0: Great talking to you, as always. Uh, look, this is a really big fight, but it took you guys a long way to get here. Be honest with me, Freddie. How much did it suck to land in China and have to turn around to come back?
3: Yeah, we spent like maybe a total of 30 hours in China, and um, we we had one training session, and then we had to go home. But it was unusual, but um, uh, just part of life.
0: Uh, This one has been started and stopped three times. We're finally here. Is there any advantage or disadvantage from the training point of view to get your fighter so close to peaking and have to do it all over again?
3: Uh, I don't think so. You know, the thing is we just uh, took it as it came and just uh, I trained him individually. And, uh, you know, I I know his opponent very well. And I I, I know, I think I know how to beat him and uh, we're ready.
0: Well, Freddie, in full disclosure, I thought you did beat him when you had Jose Zepeda going against him. You were also there with Orozco against him. How much can you learn from those two fights to help guide Postal to the victory this time around against the great Jose Ramirez?
3: It helps uh, somewhat, and uh, you know, but Jose is not the exact same example or the same opponent. And he is a very good boxer, and he knows how to, he, he knows how to box well. And I think the, the winner of this fight is the, the guy who outboxes the other. Uh,
0: Jose told me he believes Victor can be pressured. He can be overcome like Terrence Crawford was able to do. How do you respond to that?
3: Well, uh, I hope so. I, if he wants to come to us, that's a, I, I think it's a beautiful thing. And then we'll, we'll, we'll outbox him all night long with the left hand.
0: Freddie, what would you say if somebody called you the greatest trainer of all time?
3: Um, I've had a lot of good fighters that I've been around. I've had a lot of good trainers I've been around. And I think uh, I'd rather they, they're they best, the best trainers in the world.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we remember from the reality show back in the day, your brother, Pepper Roach, he was an absolute star. Was he a good fighter too, Freddie? I always wanted to know this.
3: He was a really, really good fighter, a very good amateur, uh, you know, won gold love tournament in New England many times, won nationals and then won the army team. And uh, but he just didn't have the discipline or the drive to stay on the right track.
0: He also made a few bad tattoo choices, but he's going to have to deal with that. Freddie, uh, how did you come up with the name Wildcard to build your legendary gym?
3: Um, you know, I was moving from Las Vegas to L.A., and uh, I was saying, you know, you know, it was a it was a really good name for 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 Vegas. But then I ended up in L.A., and I took the name with us. And Wildcard, it really came from Las Vegas, but uh, it, it's now in L.A. <laughs>
0: Uh, Freddie you've had success with so many big names why does it work for you and Victor Postal even with the language barrier you've had to deal with that before why does this relationship work
3: uh we get along very well we respect each other immensely and he he's a very a very good student good boxer and I uh, just he's a good guy to hang out hang out with he's a very low-key guy and uh you know he's he's a very good person family man and uh he um he trains hard and and uh, I like that. Um, people work hard, do well.
0: All right, you're going to be across from another great trainer, and Robert Garcia. You've seen him before across from you. Do you get extra jazzed up when there's another sort of big name, quote unquote, legend that you want to beat across the way?
3: Uh, yes, uh, you know it's always. Co- I'm a very competitive person, and and I like to compete. And he's a very good trainer, and. Uh, You know, he was a world champion at one time and not everybody in the world can be a world champion. I know I couldn't. And uh, he has. And so I I give him a lot of, a lot of, a lot of credit for that. It's not an easy thing to do. And uh, he's had a great career and uh, I'm just going to slow him down a little bit though.
0: What are the keys to victory here for Postal against Ramirez?
3: Box, box, box. Just outbox this guy. That's all you have to do. He's a puncher. He swings from left field. He's a good, good body puncher in close, yes. But if you stay in the boxing pose, keep him on the end of the jab. You will beat him easily.
0: Freddie, our good friend Oscar De La Jolla thinks it's still okay to keep fighting at this age. You trained him before. What would you tell him if he called you? He said, Freddie, I need you back in the corner, brother.
3: Not passed on that one. Uh, I like Oscar. He's a great guy. But I just, I just think it, it, it's a little, a little bit too late. And uh, I just hope he doesn't get hurt.
0: All right, final question here, Freddie. You're a legend. You've seen it all. You've been in the gym for magical sparring matches. We're not supposed to tell those stories, but I think the Statue of Limitations are past now. Pacquiao, Khan, what did that look like when they went at it?
3: Mary Khan and Pacquiao, very good work. Uh, they were very good work for each other. Uh, Pacquiao did knock him down one day, yes. It was a flash knockdown, though. he get up and finished the round. It wasn't like he'd get knocked out or anything like that. It was just a flash knockdown. And uh, you know, Pacquiao's the uh, explosive, and Amir Khan had had the similar speed, and uh, it was really, really fun to watch. It was a great matchup.
0: Absolutely, Freddie. Thank you for everything. Best of luck. It's going to be a good fight. Good luck to you, buddy.
3: Take care. Thank you.
0: S. Robert Garcia, trainer of the stars, my friend. How you doing?
1: i'm doing great how are you doing
0: doing great uh look we're super excited about this fight i'm sure you are or maybe were it's like over a year later have you ever been a part of a fight that's had so much stopping and starting to get to it
1: look never been in this situation before but you know it's nothing we have control we've had control over you know it's it's the, the pandemic and it hit hard and uh it affected uh uh not only this one but a lot of other fights but in particular Jose Ramirez cuz it's been I believe is the third third camp we've had to prepare for this fight.
0: Oh let's ask you this honest question. what makes Jose Ramirez so good?
1: Look his, his dedication is the main thing, you know, he's very dedicated. He, he's focused on 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 performing well and and not not uh well, he's focused on pleasing everybody. You know that's one thing he always has in mind. He doesn't want to disappoint anybody, so he trains very hard. You know, other things obviously, his heart is is something that that makes a big difference too. His heart inside the ring is is one of those that that won't give up, and uh, only one thing in in mind is to go and win.
0: Uh, what'd you learn from watching the tape of the two post stall losses, elite fights, Crawford, uh, Taylor, uh, that you guys feel like you were are able going to have an edge when this fight takes place on Saturday?
1: Well, look, uh, those fights in particular didn't didn't really uh, – it's not that I was really studying those fights. i I seen them and everything, but uh, I didn't really study them because those are fights against left-handers. Uh, you know, Crawford fights lefty most of the time, and uh, Taylor's a left-hander. So, so uh, you know, I watched clips of other fights, the Matisse fight, uh, stuff like that. Uh, you know, obviously I did watch the Crawford fight too because Crawford's, you know, Pound for pound, the best fighter of the world, you know, is right now. So I want to see how well he did against him, and uh, and, uh, and 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 so. But uh, you know, I think the, the Lucas Matisse fight was probably the one that I that I studied the most. I've been watching that uh, over and over, you know, because he's a right hander. He's a guy that comes forward. I just think Postol did a great job against Matisse. You know, he uh, he uh, came to a point where Matisse gave up and didn't want to continue.
0: Uh, I asked Freddy, what's the game plan to beat Jose Ramirez? Because <laughs> obviously he's been in the camp before. He's seen both sides. He says for Postal, it's box, box, box. He said, if Ramirez wants to come at him, we would love that. I mean, is there any other way for Jose R- Ramirez to win than to do with his patented pressure?
1: Well, like Jose, that, that's what everybody knows. Uh, that's what he's going to do, and that's what he does every fight. You know, He pressures uh his opponents no matter whoever it is. You know, I, I do work on him with you know with uh, using his jab a lot more, maybe in and out once in a while, side to side, but we all know and you know, it's no secret to the boxing role that Jose loves to go after his opponents and and uh and uh put the pressure so definitely that's what's gonna that's what's gonna happen in the fight. Do
0: you think postal has the potential to be vulnerable to that kind of pressure?
1: Well look, uh Postola is a great boxer and he's awkward also. He's difficult, you know, he, he, he's experienced, uh he, he has a lot of experience when it comes to uh inside he holds up. he knows how to hold, he knows how to turn his his, uh, his head so so he doesn't get hit and if, if there's punches thrown they're gonna be in, in the back of his head. So that that's one thing that I know he's uh he's really good at. So it's not you know, he's awkward. He's difficult, he boxes well, he uses his reach very well, but you know, we gotta find a way to you, you uh, to uh, to get inside and uh, and work that body.
0: Yeah. Uh, look, this isn't just two great fighters, two great trainers, and we love that. Uh, you, you've gone against Freddie before. What's the record? What are some of the best fights you've had when you guys were coaching uh, fighters against each other?
1: Well, look, I think we've we've been against each other uh, five times, and uh, the two that he has beat me are the two Pacquiao fights, Pacquiao Margarito and Pacquiao uh, Brandon Rios. Uh, the other ones were maybe not as big fights, but but uh, I did beat them with, with uh, Stevie Luevano uh, against the Filipino that Stevie Luevano fight. The other one was uh, Abner Maris against uh, Cuellar. And most recently was Jose Ramirez, actually, uh, which was a very, very close fight. Jose Ramirez... Uh, Oh, my God, I can't remember his name. my lefty that Jose Ramirez just fought uh, two Zepeda. fights ago. Oh, man, can't think of his name. But, yeah, Freddie Roach was in the corner. It was a very close fight. It was actually a, a split decision, I believe.
0: Yeah, Jose Zepeda. That guy's a good
1: boxer. Yeah, Zepeda. There you go, Zepeda. So so those, those are the five times we've been against each other. This is going to be our sixth time. Uh, I'm 3-2 three, three, against him, yeah. but... But like I said, they've all been pretty close fights, and especially the Cepeda fight was very, very close. And this one, I know it's going to be a good one, too. You know, I know Freddie Roach is a great trainer, has great game plan, and is uh, and going to do whatever it takes. Uh,
0: why, why did Jose exit the Freddie camp and go with you? Was that a clean exit? I know sometimes fighters, you know, they just make up their mind. They want to call you and say it's over. Uh, what was the story behind you getting in with Jose?
1: Well, look. Uh, we were already actually we were already talking, and we had already he had already been training in my gym for two weeks uh, before he became champion. Uh, uh, but he was training in my gym, and 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 he told me, "Look, Robert, uh, this is where I want to be, and I'm going to come back after after I be, after I become champion." But I think I I owe that title to uh, to Freddie Roach, he, so he 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 decided, you know, he he wanted to get that. That last fight, last title fight with Freddie Roach, but you know, from what I understand, it was just more of you know him not not having the motivation anymore. I you know he he feels very comfortable in my gym with with everybody around him supporting him. You know he gets spar Virgil Ortiz, my brother Mikey, uh, you name them. You know he's around Josito Lopez and uh, spar Brandon Rios a few times uh, uh, about a year ago. So you know he want you know he he gets that motivation from all the fighters around him supporting him and and uh and uh he didn't he said he wouldn't get that uh with freddie roach anymore you know it came to a point where freddie roach you know wasn't really uh, giving his full effort that that's from what i understand that's what uh that's what he told me but uh you know he knows and we all know how good of a trend freddie roach is but there's you know there's that moment when it comes where the fighter just doesn't feel comfortable anymore and they have to make a move you know it wasn't 'Cause he he wasn't uh with with one of the best, if not the best, you know. You know, Fred Roach is definitely the best, uh, at least in the last twenty, thirty years.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh you mentioned Virgil Ortiz Jr., one of my favorite fighters. Uh so much potential, but there's different kinds of potential. There's future champion potential and then there's hey, I think that's the next Oscar De La Hoya potential. W- what do you see in training camp with Virgil that that gives you that feeling that this guy is not just special but super extra special?
1: Well, look, I think this kid is a is a complete package and uh and uh, again, you know, since he was a kid his father his father taught him to to be focused on the sport and dedicate to the sport and give it a hundred percent. He trains like nobody else, and believe me, I'm not. You know, I I've trained. I've been with many, many world champions. I've never seen anybody train as much as this kid. He's a hardworking man. He he works out very hard, and that that's one thing he learned from his dad. You know, uh, I think he's got potential of not only being a world champion, but being, like you said, you know, could be the next Oscar De La Hoya. You know, obviously Oscar was a gold medalist and a lot of a lot more publicity for for Oscar. But I think this kid, you know, at twenty two, is is is, where, is clearly on his way to become to becoming the best next thing in boxing.
0: Uh speaking of Oscar, you know he's making headlines saying he wants to come back at forty seven but he wants to fight like the best in the game, whatever on that uh, you retired early, and we know the story why you you've basically gotten to a point where you you'd achieved a lot you said that's it, I want to live my life. Did you ever get the itch though? Was there ever a time where the phone rang and you almost picked it up to come back after hey, look,
1: never never did I uh, never did uh and uh i i re- I retired at twenty six and when I was thirty four years after I retired I was thirty and I used to talk uh to uh Chicanito Hernandez, you know, rest in peace General Hernandez. He uh he was thirty nine and I and would call he would call me often or I would call him and one day he was calling me saying he was training and I said, you know, why would he be training? He was like thirty-eight, thirty-nine. I, you know, I was, I was thirty. And he told me, Robert, you should get back in the gym. You know, there's a lot of uh, big fights out there. You know, Pacquiao, Marquez, Barrera, Morales—we're all fighting at one thirty. And he says, there's a lot, a lot of money out there. And I, I, you know, I honestly, I never, never really got the, never, never got the urge to try to do it again. Now that I heard Oscar De La Hoya wanting, wanting to do it at forty-seven, I'm forty-five, so he's still two years older than me. It did come to my mind to maybe maybe challenge us to De La Hoya but uh then I talked to my family, talked to my kids and they uh they uh they told me not to do it.
0: Uh, when was the last time you were, <laughs> you were anywhere close to Junior Welter or, or junior?
1: So, you know what? Right now I'm I'm a little bit closer now because uh because I've I've been working out and I've been uh I've been uh, running in the mornings, eating healthy, and I've lost about 25 pounds already. So I'm, 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 I'm pushing the, the 170s right now. So, so 10 more and I'm on middleweight.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, I hope one day <laughs> when I die, Robert, they say that man loved boxing. But as much as I love boxing, I don't think I love it anywhere as much as you love South Coast Mitsubishi. How many pieces of clothing <laughs> in your closet have that dealership's logo on it right now?
1: Look, I'm telling you, I have so much stuff, you know, and, you know, Mr. Abbas, he's been so good to me, South Carolina, he's been, you know, they're just my friends, I still stay in touch with him, and even after this, this, this bad times, you know, the pandemic hurt everybody, and he's one of them that was hit pretty hard, you know, we're still in touch, you know, he's still, we're we're really good friends, it's more, more, more like a friendship relationship that we have with him.
0: All right, has Mikey Garcia, your brother, the great fighter, uh, still one of the best in the game today? Did he eclipse you as a fighter? You were a champion. You were a great fighter. If he did, when was that moment where you're like, "I think Mikey's the best in this family
1: well look uh when 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 he decided to get back to get in the ring at fourteen, he had never fought or he had never even trained before so i I made him uh do an exhibition fight uh in California. Where, uh, where he had never even trained before and, and the kid that he went into, in against had already some amateur fights. Uh, and Mikey and, and, and he did really good. We were like, oh, wow, you know, Mikey's got some skills, even though he had never even been to the gym. So after that, he decided he wanted to start training. But, uh, when it really hit me was when, when he made it to the National, uh, Junior Olympics, Mikey only had 11 fights, only, Eleven fights in the in, in the Junior Olympics, and you know the Junior Olympics is a very very competitive tournament with kids. You know, with over a hundred fights, Mikey only with eleven fights made it to the very finals, and you know in the nationals and and lost uh, a three two decision uh, to a uh, to a kid from New Jersey. So right there is where I'm thinking, man, with only eleven fights, I think this kid is is, is, is the best of the Garcias.
0: I uh, love it, love it. All right, final question. Great talking to you as always, Robert. Uh, if Jose Ramirez beats Postal, we know we want him against Josh Taylor, all that. But do you see him eventually becoming a welterweight star? And do you think he's got the kind of game that can give Bud Crawford some troubles?
1: Look, uh, definitely don't like to look past uh, uh, our next opponent. Obviously, Postol is a great fighter, and he deserves respect. I can't really, you know, we can look past him, but there is plans, you know, obviously we have to look at the future and, uh, if everything goes well, you know, definitely the, the Taylor fight is what, what should be next. And what it probably already is, you know, as, as, as of now, you know, that with post, I mean, with, with Taylor also winning his next fight in September, uh they would fit meet they will probably fight sometime early next year but yeah I, you know Jose is big enough Jose is very strong physically and mentally, so I think he could he could compete at at one forty seven without a problem you know Crawford is pound for pound the, one of the best if not the best, so it is a very tough uh tough fight but uh Right now, you know, we're focused on, on getting that 140, you know, win against Postol, then Taylor, and that'll be maybe within a year or so, and we'll put, we'll build him into a through it. I think he'll be strong enough to compete against uh, somebody like Crawford. Oh,
0: wow. Wow. That's going to be fun to watch. Good luck this weekend. It will be. Can't wait to see Thank it. Thank you. Uh, would your fighters ever fight each other? We don't want to do that. We don't need that, right? You know, you can...
1: Keep- no, 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 not that. You know, I, look, look, one thing we we've t- talked about with Mikey, you know, Mikey's you know we've told him. You know, 140 is where you belong, Mikey. 140. He knows. He knows that 140 is where he belongs. But he's also said, "Look, but at 140, I won't be a world champion soon because right now I'm not going to go after Jose or I'm not going to go after Josh Taylor because that's Jose's dream to become undisputed. So if I if I try to compete against 40, who am I going to fight at 140? There's nobody out there for me. You know, unless they're world champions, and I'm not going to challenge Jose and I'm, I'm not going to take. Uh, Jose's opportunity to fight Josh Taylor and and beat him to that, you know, get that fight instead, and that that ruins Jose's dream, some plans. So you know that's the reason. You know, I, I don't think you know anything like that. You know, fighters in my in my stable will ever fight. You know, but you know I'm sure it's other gyms it's happened before or other trainers. But at least with me, it's it's going to be very hard for for us to even think about that.
0: Got it. Great answer. Great stuff. Take care, Coach. Great talking, Diaz. As-
1: Got it. Thank you. I'm